0: To another episode of Long Distance Short, GiftBasketsOverseas.com's podcast where we talk to real people about the triumphs and tribulations in all kinds of long distance relationships. Your host is Allie Winters, an international gift consultant who's found success in her own long distance romances and friendships. And here's today's topic Can a personality test help you find your perfect long distance partner? Our guest is Greg Sclute, the co-founder of Crystal Nose, www.crystalnose.com, here to help us explore how to find a good personality test on the web, how to interpret them, and what they can actually tell you about a potential partner and your own relationship style. Let's jump right in, Ari.
1: Hello, our dear listeners of Long Distance Short. This is Ali, your host, and today we'll be talking to Greg, the co-founder of Crystal Nose, and today we will be especially talking about the matchmaking and the personality matchmaking in particular, which will be, I hope, a very exciting conversation. So, hi, Greg, how are you?
2: Hey, Ali, I am great. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm also very happy that you agreed to participate, because mainly this is a very interesting topic, and a lot of people are interested in those, and it's quite an open question right now, because people are getting to know about it more and more. Uh, So especially your company, Crystal, how do you connect with the topic of matchmaking? Why the personalities, why they matter to you so much?
2: Sure. So, I mean, so, so high level, Crystal is an app that can tell you anyone's personality. So we use a combination of traditional personality tests. Anybody could sign up and and take a free personality test and learn about themselves and a personality predictions where we use AI and machine learning to analyze someone's resume or LinkedIn profile and actually predict their personality type, um, without taking a test. You know I think for the case of people wanting to learn more about their significant other in a, in a relationship, we could probably all agree to just take the personality test and, and get the most accurate result. And you know personalities just they personalities can be so impactful in better understanding others. And whether it's mm-hmm. in a professional environment or or a personal environment, a relationship, a long distance relationship, personality helps give clues to, to someone's motivations, um, desired communication style, And when you understand someone's personality, you can what we call communicate with empathy. So, when you have empathy for how someone else thinks and how someone else communicates, you can adjust your natural style, even if it may be different than theirs, to align more with theirs, um, which will create a much more harmonious relationship. And I think especially when it comes to communication, that will probably be one of the biggest topics we talk about today. It's, It's so critically important, especially if you're in a long distance relationship. So understanding the right ways to communicate with your partner, I think would be so tremendously important for making that LDR a success.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Empathy plays an important role now. Even, you know, the people are hired with their soft skills, yeah, and empathy is very important there. Out of all the tests that we have for the personalities and for the personality matching, what tests or what tests uh, do you think are the best?
2: So, um, Crystal is based around DISC, which has been around for about 100 years. Um, It's very well scientifically validated. It's often used in the workplace, but really relevant for anywhere. It's based around this concept of a four-factor personality model, where there's essentially these... Four categories of personality traits, uh, and everybody shares a bit of all of them, but typically has a dominant one that they most likely fall into, and sometimes a a secondary one. Now, within Crystal, we also let people take an Enneagram test, um, a 16 personalities test, which is based on kind of similar to the Myers-Briggs personality, um, and a big five personality test. So, all of those personality frameworks have have pros and cons. I think Enneagram has gotten super popular, um, you know, a bit less on the scientific validity compared to others. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have found DISC to be just incredibly accurate, really easy to understand, um, and one with a lot of validity. So, that's typically the one we lean on the most.
1: Okay. How will you describe those personalities, maybe like to give the overall understanding? So
2: within disk, and actually it's it's really easy. So if everybody could kind of visualize with me um, a circle, and the circle or a pie might be better. And that pie is cut into four equal slices. Mm-hmm. Um so it's so it's cut cut twice in the middle, four slices. The the top left is the D. So in disk, there's four types: D, I, S, and C. That's where the word disk comes from. So in the top left of the pie is the D personality types. So this category is around. Um, Typically people that are more assertive, fast-paced, goal-oriented, aggressive, um, domineering, um, you know, uh, take charge. Um, So this personality type can be really, really helpful if you're in a emergency situation and you need someone to kind of lead us out. You want that D personality and they can be really helpful in, you know, guiding others to a good direction. That's the
1: personality type which takes action, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Immediately, okay. And, and,
2: and it's important as we go through these, each of these types have what we call, you know, blind spots um, and strengths. None of them <laughs> are better or worse than another. Um, you always want a balance of them. But like while the strengths of that D personality is, right, take charge, lead us through a crisis, um, get stuff done, set clear goals, they can also sometimes be too aggressive. Um, sometimes too harsh, sometimes move too fast that makes other people uncomfortable. And that's some of the blind spots.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's the
2: D. okay, that's, And that's in the top left of that personality map. Yep. So that the top left slice of the pie. So to its right, in the top right, is the I. And the I's are the imaginative, creative, uh, big picture, bold, adventurous. Um, they're the person that walks into a party and everybody looks at them. They're fun. Everybody mm-hmm. likes the eyes. Now, at the same time, the blind spots, eyes can be disorganized. They can kind of bounce around from thing to thing and lose focus. And, and sometimes they can really struggle when, they're, when they have to follow rules or stay within a structure. But they're a ton of fun. So, so that's, that's the eyes up in, up in that top right. So we have DI. Okay. Then we have S. So the S, which is in the bottom, uh, bottom right, so D-I-S, the S is stabilizing, so supportive, uh, caring, um, methodical, um, a bit more slower-paced, more people-oriented. S's are typically great at nurturing, um, to helping someone when they had a bad day, caring for others.
1: Like um, parents, yeah?
2: There are people say that you know, S's make really, really great parents. My, my mom is an S, so mm-hmm. a, a very good personality type to, to care for others. Um, at the same time, sometimes S's can be passive aggressive. Um, they can let conflict bubble beneath the surface. And because they want to avoid conflict, they don't bring it up and talk about it. Unlike a D, who will bring conflict up immediately and <laughs> shove it at everybody's face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, just to solve it as soon as possible. Exactly. <laughs> close the case. <laughs> and, the,
2: and, the, and the S just wants to kick that can down the road. They don't want to deal with that conflict. <laughs> uh, so, so that's the, the S, the, the pluses and the minuses. And then finally, we have the C. So the C is the conscientious. So this is um, analytical, specific, precise, uh, calculating, uh, more process-oriented, um, logical. So if, if you needed somebody to help you build a bridge and really make sure that bridge stands up, you want to bring in some C personnel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, at at the same time, sometimes C personalities can overanalyze things and thus move too slowly. Sometimes they can be too rigid and and not flexible enough. Um, You know, sometimes they can be uh, too autonomous where they kind of prefer to work alone and and have conflict when they work with a group. And so that's kind of the, the, the strengths and blind spots of the C. Everybody has a different, you know, some different combination. And the way we think of it in crystal, coming back to that pie So that pie is a map. And imagine it's like a map with latitude and longitude. And everybody has a spot somewhere on that map. And you you land in one of those four slices. But you can be a little bit closer to the D, but you could be a little bit closer to the I, right, to the the right, or a Mm -hmm. little bit closer to the C, to the left. So, so like, for example, I am a DC personality in DISC. Uh uh, Where I, I have some of the traits of the D, And then uh, a little bit less traits of the C. So like, for example, because I'm a DC doesn't mean that I can't care for someone if they had a bad day, right? I I can, but it takes a lot of energy for me to do that. So a really great analogy is Mm -hmm. we all have a home on this personality map in one of these slices of the pie. And imagine we have to drive from our home all the way across the map. To, to do things that fall outside of our natural comfort zone. And for me, for example, it's caring for someone after they have a, had a bad day. I can do it, but it takes a lot of energy. And if I had to do that every day, I would run really low on gas to drive my car back and forth across the map. So that's great! Why it's this so is just
1: important. such a great visualization. I'd say. And you know what? My
2: and you know what? To give full credit, my business partner, who is an I, he's an he's an ID personality.
1: Okay.
0: who's He's
2: really great at coming up with creative ideas. He's the one that came up with that analogy. Not surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets
1: the credit, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. for me, it, it's like the D type is a boss, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. like our bosses, I types are some celebrities, yeah, mm. some stars, S types are our parents, and the C's types are the uh, bridge builders,
0: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to simplify right. it, but uh, certainly this is a bit more complicating than that, okay. And now, a few words for our sponsors, the International Gift Delivery Company, GiftBasketsOverseas.com.
0: Sometimes, a gift makes all the difference. Take the time to tell Grandma to get well soon. Surprise the love of your life with a timeless keepsake. Thank your office friends for their hard work. No matter where they are in the world, you can spoil them from one place – giftbasketsoverseas.com. We make international gift delivery easy for you.
1: So, now we know all the four types of personalities. Uh, We know that we should be somewhere in between of the two. I guess there are no ideal types. So, we are... Correct. Yeah, we are a combination of something. That's right. So, we've tested ourselves. How do we know which match in the best way? Uh, What? is our perfect
0: match?
2: Yeah, well, it's it. I, w- I wish it was that easy. Um, and the fact is that everybody's different. And so, you know, we always hear in relationships, opposites attract. And that works for some people. It doesn't work for others. Um, here's a couple of ways to think about it from the perspective of personality. So coming back to everybody, I know everybody, we're, we're on a podcast right now, but if we could all visualize with us, right? We have this map, this, this circle, this pie, and we have the D, the D, On the top left, the I on the top right, uh, the C on the bottom left, and the S on the bottom right, okay? So the left side of the map, the D and the C, the top left and the the bottom left, the D and the C tend to be more autonomous. So Ds and Cs tend to be more task-oriented rather than people-oriented. They can typically Mm. do better with, you know, more autonomy, more independence, and sometimes can get drained by lots and lots and lots of, you know, group interaction. So what that means is that Ds and Cs can sometimes get along really well because the C, they, they both can, can work independently and give each other space. And the C wants to um, kind of organize and get the details right. And the D wants to lead and get the big picture right. And because they, they are, the, the D wants to lead and the C doesn't mind not leading, they tend to to match really well.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, it's like basically a boss and a good worker, yeah, like the good manager who completes yeah, all the tasks you, and doesn't ask for somebody's help.
2: <laughs> that's that's oh right. A idea to see whether in a relationship or a work environment could go really well. And same with the I and the S. Okay, um, yeah. So the because the I is on the top, the right, the top right, the S is on the, the bottom. So both of them are very people oriented. So I's and S's will sync really well with their, they both have a desire to spend time together, to be people-oriented, neither wants to be super-independent networks well. And on the top of the map, the D and the I tend to be more forceful. They want to kind of take control. Um, So the I can lead, and the S is okay with organizing and stabilizing and following the I's lead. Um, so, so a good way to think of it is the top and the bottom of the map. The top is leading, and the bottom is organizing. And so, 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 another way to think of it is the top is shaping the environment, and the bottom is organizing, organizing it. So, where that so if you think about it, then if you have two people on the top or the bottom, um, it can get a little, it can it can be a little bit more challenging. For example, if you have a D and an I. The I is more people-oriented, the D is more autonomous, and they both want to control the environment. <laughs> so we have a, what we call a control conflict, where uh-huh. now both kind of want their way, and somebody always has to, you know, there can only be one driver, so in every situation, someone has to sit in the passenger seat. Um, and, and conversely, with the C and the S, both on the bottom of that map, they neither might not might want to sit in the driver's seat, which means they might delay making a big decision. They might not address conflict because no one necessarily wants to step up and, and be in the driver's seat. That makes could make both uncomfortable. Now, very important though, like my business partner, he I'm a DC, he's an ID. So we are we have a control conflict sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um and and that and we get along and we still are a really great, have a really great partnership. Um So it doesn't mean that those people, and and same in a a personal relationship, it doesn't mean that they can't get along. It's just that it's important to understand where these conflicts might come. A great way of, honestly, Ali, when you think about personality, a great way to think about it is that it gives us a language to explain people's natural behavior.
1: So if we speak the common language, let's say, how do you explain it?
2: Yeah, it's, it's like a common language. So, for example, if you had, let's say you have a D and, or you have a C and an I, okay, in a long distance relationship. Okay. And the C isn't communicating that much. And the I assumes that that means the C doesn't like them or mm. doesn't feel strongly about the relationship. But that might, that might not be right at all. It turns out that the C's natural personality is not going to be constantly reaching out and texting about, you know, nothing very important. And that's not because he doesn't like the I. Um, it's because that's just, that's his natural personality state. So if the I understands that, then she may be able to, um, you know, not necessarily get upset with the C um, when he's not communicating as much as she might be if that makes sense. Right,
1: I, I think it's really uh, relatable, yeah, honestly speaking.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a very common one, right, because is, is, especially, right, with long distance, it's, it's communication is so important. So, to, I mean, unless we take it a little further, right, so the D and the C are going to com- typically communicate much more factually um, to the point and more so communicating just when necessary Versus the I and the S are much more likely to reach out to just say hi or, you know, want to have like a more casual conversation, even if, if, if they're busy. And mm-hmm. so, so to make so let's come back to that, the I and the C, to make that relationship work, both have to stretch from their natural zone. They have to drive across the map a little bit. The C has to recognize that maybe he needs to communicate a bit more than he naturally would to make the I more comfortable. And the I has to recognize that she shouldn't get upset with the C. Maybe she needs to dial it down a little bit with her expectations that the C communicate constantly because that's just not his natural personality.
1: Basically, both, we need to take a step towards each other. Exactly.
2: Yeah? That's, that's, a great the, way to that's say the
1: work it. we do in the relationship. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> okay.
2: and, we're, and setting those expectations so they're more aligned with the reality of everybody's personality.
1: Okay, so there are no bad matches, yeah, in this chart. We just need to find how to find the common language and to understand how to approach this person.
2: That's right. I think (laughs) that there are matches that may be uh, more naturally easy, but that doesn't mean that the other matches are bad or wouldn't work at all, right? So a D and a C or an I and an S might not have those natural communication issues as much because the I and the S both might want to communicate a lot very casually and the D and the C both might want to get, have their own independence so they're not having that issue. Um, but they can still run into plenty of, plenty of other issues. So I would broadly say that all of the matches can work. They require varying degrees of effort to shift out of the comfort zone to, meet, as you said very well, meet the other person halfway.
1: Okay, this makes perfect sense then. So, for example, I am in a long-distance relationship, yeah, and I want to see how to get along with my future partner. So uh, is there any kind of maybe tactful way to just offer them to take this test?
2: Honestly, it's fun. We have thousands of people that just sign up for Crystal and take the personality test. Um, you know, it, it, it's free to do it and see yourself. So if you want to lead the charge, why don't you take it first, send your partner the results. They're going to think, wow, this is so cool. And then say, can you take it so I can, you know, so I can see yours. And it becomes that reciprocity. Um, I think that starting it yourself and sharing your results is probably the best way to get the process started. You know, to to encourage them to do it.
1: And we basically can say like, hey, I just... You know, pass this test. I have such and such results. Yeah. And it's like, would you like to try it to you? And then we can compare something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's
2: a very tactful way to do it.
1: Hmm. Okay. So the first step is done. Okay. We know our personality types and we know that we are, for example, very different. So where is the best platform to check the peculiarities, maybe of this type? Or maybe we need to check how to find the common language.
2: Yeah. So, so, you know, on our website, on crystalnose.com, um, you can take the personality test, see your results. We give you a bunch of insights there. We have a bunch of free resources where you can read, you know, a nice web page that goes into pretty intense detail about each type. And then we have some tools that some people use to create more advanced, you know, I call them reports. Those are more so used in the professional world, but I've certainly run them for plenty of my friends and their spouses. It oh, really? kind of shows that, oh, all the time. That's like my favorite thing to do. If friends come over for dinner, I literally, I'm not making this up. The first thing we do is take those personality tests. And then, you know, you can see people like, you know, we have this cool visualization in crystal where you can see kind of on a, on a timeline, um, or kind of like a, a trait, we call it the trait meter. So it's like a, a timeline from this, for example, it talks about risk tolerance, from high to low risk tolerance. And it shows on this line where each person is. So, I mean, imagine, for example, in a long-term, long-distance relationship, maybe you're talking about um, moving cities um, and and, and potentially even maybe moving to the same city. Mm -hmm. And one person thinks, oh, this is great. Let's do it. And the other one is thinking about, well, yeah, but I have to get a whole new job. I have to make all new friends. I'm going to be in this new place. I don't know if I like it people's risk tolerances can really differ. It's the same with if that relationship goes to the next level and you want to buy a house, does one person seem like, oh yes, like let's invest the money and the other is, Ooh, I don't know if we should do that quite yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd rather save. (laughs) Right, exactly. So understanding everybody's risk tolerance is so important. And, and this is where like a D and an I might have more similar risk tolerance than, than a D and a C or a D and an S. So, if a D and an S is in a relationship or an I and an S is in a relationship, a problem that could encounter is the I wants to go on crazy, risky adventures and the S wants to build a more stable life at home. And so, that's something that you'd really have to think about. And of course, I'm generalizing, but mm-hmm. that, that can become a conflict. And so, does the S, do they now feel like they're not aligned on the same page? Again, all these problems already existed, but the personality test and the visuals and the reports that you can pull from a site like Crystal give you a language to look at it and see it and go, oh, I see why we've kind of been fighting about making this big change in our lives. It's because I'm way more risk tolerant than you. That makes more sense. So now that I understand that, I have to throttle down and not expect that you're going to just be ready to go and make a major life change at the same pace I am when we have such different risk tolerances.
1: Okay, and for example, yeah, this is a big issue really in long-distance relationship. One person wants to stay in their home city and another one wants to move to another country. So in this case, what is the best way? I mean, do people need to split up or we can just have another look on the situation and kind of this, this is solvable, let's say, and we can solve this? For
2: for sure. I think a lot of it, I I, I certainly think it's solvable. I mean, most, most things are are in this area are solvable.
1: Mm -hmm. So in this
2: case, it would be about pace. So for example, let's say we have a D and an S in a relationship. So this would be a, an opposites attract type of relationship. Okay. So they are both thinking about moving to a new city. The D might, because they are naturally more faster paced and are more tolerant of risk, they might be willing to go to a city that neither of them have lived before and make the move in four weeks. You know, they're ready to go now. Okay. The the, the S might still be excited about the idea of, you know, coming together in in the same city, but maybe they'd be more comfortable in a city that they've tried before. And maybe they, re- they need more of a three-month window to make the move. So the idea is the D can slow down a little bit and recognize that the S is going to need a little bit more time to get comfortable with the idea. You know, maybe they go and they rent an Airbnb for a few weeks. So the S can really feel it out and get more comfortable. Okay. And so, so basically the, the takeaway is that the D needs to throttle back a little bit and not push the S to rush into a decision. And the S has to be open to trying things like maybe living there in an Airbnb and still you know, taking a jump with the D to try something new. So it's, 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 as you said it before, it's a great way to say it. They're meeting in the middle. The D is throttling down a little bit. The S is throttling up a little bit. And they're meeting in an area where they recognize that they have differences, but they can get to the same spot um, just at a slightly different pace
1: okay makes sense so this cannot be so that one person does everything and another one doesn't well yeah totally
2: (laughs) that will likely not be a good recipe for long-term success
1: oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's true okay so also you mentioned before that uh uh, such tasks are used not only in romance relationship, but also in some business relationship. So maybe for our listeners, it would be interesting how this can be used at work or at workplace.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great point. So, um, you know, in, in the workplace, it's, it's a lot of the same challenges. So two people, peers, two coworkers that work together, um, you know, a manager and an employee. Right, so so let's mm-hmm. even talk about that risk tolerance. Right, let's say we have a, a a team at work, and the employee wants to try all these new strategies they've never done before. Let's say that she is an I, so she's always exploring new ideas, loves it. You know, not maybe not always on time to meetings, but when she's there, is always pitching really really exciting ideas that could push the company to the next level. And she has a manager who's a C who is really good at making sure that the company is operating smoothly, that all the details are organized, um, and he's much less risk tolerant. So without understanding personality, the manager thinks, gosh, this employee is, she's just all over the place. She's not reliable and her new ideas could ruin the company. Mm -hmm. And from the employee's perspective, it's, oh, my manager is just so rigid and stodgy and um, You know, he'll, he never wants to try any of these exciting new things that could be so great for the company. But the thing is, if they understand that and collaborate together, then we can use his C traits to take her, her new ideas, kind of find the flaws in them and mature them into something that can actually be implemented into the company. And so to so the C and the I in some ways fit together like a puzzle piece. They, they have each other's missing pieces. That's very much mm. how drew my business partner and I work together. So he comes up with the big, bold new ideas in the, as an eye. And then I take them and, um, I kind of like whittle them down and figure out the pieces that are actually feasible and I implement them. And he's much better at coming up with ideas than me. And I'm much better at actually executing on ideas and making them real yeah, this will
1: work and this won't work. Yeah, we need exactly. to go this way, not this way. Mm-hmm. So okay. we, we fit together
2: like a puzzle piece, and and that 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 concept applies in same with same with the long term, long distance relationship. We think about that, that D and the S, right? The what the D can handle the kind of like you know maybe they have to they're negotiating to buy the house and they have to negotiate with the real estate agent. The D is probably going to be more suited to do that. Um, yeah and you know when when that D had a really bad day at work, he's going to be so grateful to have that s partner that can be empathetic and caring and kind of um, you know help him process those emotions, whereas he might you know struggle yeah. with that a bit more if that makes sense
1: okay well uh, it's very interesting because look, from one hand we need like more effort to reach the something in the middle yeah with the type which is absolutely different from us but on the other side it's very helpful for us yeah to have somebody absolutely different from us in any kind of partnership because this is something like the ideal partnership yeah like extrovert and introvert like together and together they maybe can help each other in different uh, situations i think this will be i mean this topic and the whole uh, idea will be uh, much more popular, and I hope it will, with uh, especially in the future. So I'm really, really happy we we met today, and I've f- for myself learned a lot. <laughs> and yeah, this explains a lot.
2: I am so glad to hear it. You know, if people have enjoyed it, or you want to get more details, you know, we have a ton of free resources on my website on crystalnose.com And then in a little while ago, we actually published a book too called Predicting Personality. It goes into a bunch more depth on some of this stuff. So for those that kind of want to learn more, or read the next step, just search for Predicting Personality and give it a read Um, because that goes into into quite a bit more depth on how this personality stuff works for for those that want to look under the hood of the car, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it, it certainly does. Well, great. So we will uh, leave some links for our listeners. If they are interested, I'm sure they will be. (laughs) Just for them to learn about it more, to help their partners to participate and to take the tests. And certainly I think I need to do it for myself. But can you predict the personality type just you know looking at the person from the first glance or how much time do you need to detect <laughs> so, this person
2: so i would say as you and this is what i love about disc is it's just it's so easy to learn and once everybody i encourage everybody to read a little bit about it because it, it's just so easy to learn and once you learn it it becomes this this a, another sense like smell or taste and so, uh, yeah. you know, with now that I think about it so much, I definitely do. When I meet someone new, I'm constantly thinking, oh, wow, he's an extreme eye or, oh, <laughs> gosh, I, this, I'm, on, I'm on a call with someone and they're asking me all these detailed questions. And I'm thinking, yep, I got a C personality here. So a- as you learn more about it, it definitely becomes more intuitive and you can predict it just using your eyes and your ears, which is pretty cool.
1: Mm -hmm. interesting and also these types can both be applied to for example extroverts and introverts for example the d type uh, or it can be just the extrovert who can be the d
2: yeah so it you know extroversion it can apply through all of them in general in general i's and s's tend to be more people-oriented so you could argue that that's kind of similar to extroversion, whereas D's and C's tend to be more task-oriented. So that's a little bit more towards introversion. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But
2: and it's it's very important. You'll always see people are a mush. So so for example, for myself, right? I'm I'm a DC. So I'm I'm both on the left side of the map. Um, you know, I am what I think what I call a social introvert, which means I I love like building friendships and relationships and having one-on-one. Like deep conversations, I don't have a ton of fun at big parties.
0: <laughs> if okay. That makes yeah.
2: sense, Whereas Drew, my 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 I business partner, loves throwing big parties, and I show up for a few minutes, and I'm like, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> so so there, there are certainly some correlations between introversion and, and extroversion, and I'd encourage everybody too if you if you look on on Crystal, you can take the 16 personalities test, the one based on Myers Briggs, and and that will. That will give you some more insight on extroversion introversion as well.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, this makes perfect sense. A great insight, Greg. Thank you so much.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah. So as I told you, I will leave uh, all the links uh, in our blog. Um, One more time, thank you for this uh, great episode and for for the exciting information. I hope this will be also useful for our listeners. So. We'll see you on our podcast in a month's time. This is Long Distance Short, uh, your long distance relationship podcast. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Long Distance Short, giftbasketsoverseas.com's podcast with real people in real long distance relationships. Make sure to subscribe and keep tuning in for a new episode every month. If you have any questions or ideas for a future podcast, make sure to drop us a line at podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com. That's podcast at giftbasketsoverseas.com.